Hello and welcome to the Temple Emmanuel podcast. This is episode four for Sunday, February 18th, 2007. Temple Emmanuel is the largest and oldest Reformed synagogue in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, and we thought it was about time we brought you a podcast series focused on activities at our congregation. In this episode, we'll speak with Rabbi Deborah Bowden-Cohen, Director of Lifelong Education at Temple Emmanuel. Rabbi Cohen recently learned that her second book, Lilith's Ark, Teenage Tales of Biblical Women, was named to receive a National Jewish Book Award in the Jewish Family Literature category. We'll chat with Rabbi Cohen about her book, the award, and her other writing projects on today's podcast. I'm your host, Steve Lubadkin. Rabbi Deborah Bowden-Cohen serves as Associate Rabbi and Director of Lifelong Education at Temple Emmanuel in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Her second book, Lilith's Ark, Teenage Tales of Biblical Women, was just named to receive a National Jewish Book Award in the Jewish Family Literature category. Rabbi Cohen will pick up the award at a New York award ceremony in March of 2007. The book tells the story of ten young biblical women melding text, biblical commentaries, historic details about the ancient world, and Rabbi Cohen's own imagination. The book has received rave reviews in Hadassah, Lilith, Kliat, and other publications, and was also recently recognized as a 2007 notable book for teens by the Association of Jewish Libraries in their Sidney Taylor Awards. The National Jewish Book Awards program began in 1948. It's the longest-running North American awards program of its kind in the field of Jewish literature and is recognized as the most prestigious. Debbie Cohen was ordained in 1997 from Hebrew Union College, Jewish Institute of Religion. From 1997 to June 2000, Rabbi Cohen served as the first full-time rabbi and education director of Beth Shalom in Cary, North Carolina, a quickly growing congregation in the Research Triangle area. Rabbi Cohen's special interest area is Jewish education, and at Temple Emmanuel, her work focuses on the religious school, family education, and adult education. She writes teacher manuals for Behrman House, a Jewish textbook publisher. Her first book, a children's picture book about the Genesis creation story, is called The Seventh Day. Before entering rabbinical school, Rabbi Cohen worked in Washington, D.C., first as a legislative assistant at the Religious Action Center of Reformed Judaism, and then as a program associate at the Advocacy Institute. She grew up in Columbia, Maryland, and graduated from the University of Michigan, where she earned a degree in English. She and her husband, David, have a daughter, Ariana Shira, and live in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. We spoke with Rabbi Cohen in her study at Temple Emmanuel. So we are sitting with Rabbi Debbie Cohen, who has just received a National Jewish Book Award for her second book, Lilith's Ark. And uh, congratulations and welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about Lilith's Ark. How did you come up with the idea for it? And, and how did it uh, end up uh, getting such great recognition? Well, Lilith's Ark is um, a 
teen book that um, explores the lives of 10 biblical women as they were as teenagers. And it's geared towards teenagers, although the award is actually in the family literature category. And I think the reason for that is that there's a very extensive discussion guide at the end of the book that includes mother-daughter questions and could be used very well in sort of a family educational way. How did you come up with the idea to write about these women of the Bible in their teen years? It began as a project during rabbinical school, and I've been ordained for almost 10 years, so it was at least... I think it was 11 years ago, and we had to write a piece of modern midrash or create a piece of modern midrash. Well, I decided to start by designing a coat for Dina. You know how in the the Torah, Joseph has a coat, and I thought, well, it's not such a far leap to think that Jacob might have also made a coat for his daughter. Well, I ended up pushing the coat idea out of the way, but the idea of having a coat for Dina stuck with me, and I thought that it might be something that would speak to teenage girls. Um, one of the questions that I've had with the biblical text is that in teaching it to young people, um, it's sometimes hard to make them see the relevance of the text to them, especially to the girls, because the stories are not really very fully developed. And if you look at the biblical text, there are places that really focus on their younger years. I mean, teenage wasn't a concept in biblical times, of course, but in their sort of coming of age years. I think also there's certain stories in the Bible that are really never taught to children or to young adults because they're considered to be a little too racy, perhaps. For example, the rape of Dina or Tamar's seduction of Judah. And I've seen young people, when they finally discover these texts, to be confused with what to do with them. And so I thought that if they were presented in a way that sort of spoke to the concerns of the teenagers and it was done in a responsible way and the questions were sort of like explored in a little bit more depth in the text, that perhaps these stories could be Come learning opportunities for teenagers rather than something that might turn them off. So how is it being received by the teenagers? Your director of education, lifelong learning at Temple Emmanuel, is, um, it, is it being integrated in your curriculum at all? We haven't actually used it yet in our curriculum. I think that I, for the first year, felt a little uncomfortable just jumping in and having our kids, you know, use it in that way. Although quite a few have read it and have really in, in, enjoyed it. So I've heard those types of feedback. How are they reacting? Well, they, they think it's interesting. You know, I haven't had too many conversations with them about it, but the ones who have read it, you know, seem to think that it's a really new take and it's something that they can read and enjoy, and at the same time, it's a connection to to the biblical text for them. Now, you've obviously been writing for a number of years. This is your second published book. Right. Your first book was... Well, the other book is... Uh, is a picture book. And the other books that are in the works are all picture books. Those are for younger children. Those are for younger children, right? I have the, the Seventh Day, which was the first 
book that was published is uh, a midrash. A midrash is a rabbinic tale that grows from the text but elaborates on the text. It's a midrash on the, cre the creation story for young children. And then I have another one coming out in the spring called Papa Jethro, which is also a midrash. Jethro was the father-in-law of Moses in the Torah, and it explores issues of interfaith relations. Specifically, it's geared towards Jewish kids who have non-Jewish grandparents. And then there's two more that are coming out in 08 and 09. And in 08, it's actually the first one that's not biblically based. It's called Engineer Ari and the Rosh Hashanah Ride. And it's based on the first train ride that took place in Israel from the Port of Jaffa to Jerusalem. And it happened to happen just about the Rosh Hashanah time period in the late 1800s. And so it's about the engineer who takes that train ride and brings things to Jerusalem that are needed for Rosh Hashanah. And that grew out of the fact that my daughter, who's just turned five, loves train stories. So I thought that this would be a good one for her. And the last one that's coming out in 09 is called Nakshon, Who Was Afraid to Swim. And Nakshon was the first person to walk into the Red Sea, according to the Midrash, and to have the faith to do that. And in the storybook, he's presented as a child who is not afraid of anything, but he's afraid to swim. So that's the last one. It's a Passover story. For the second book to be selected as a National Jewish Book Award winner mm -hmm. is pretty Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Second time out of the publishing box. How did how did it feel, and uh, what kind of reaction have you had from other other writers in the Jewish world? Well, I was a little stunned when it first happened. I mean, I knew that it was up for the award, and I knew that JPS, Jewish Publication Society, you know, often will win awards because the books are very well edited, and you know, the folks at at JPS really put a lot of effort into this. So I knew that it was up for it, but I was a little bit surprised that it actually won. The previous week, the Association for Jewish Libraries has an award called the Sidney Taylor Award, which is award for Jewish children's books authors. And it got a notable recognition from them in the teen category. And so I sort of thought in the back of my mind, well, maybe with the National Book Awards, I'll also, you know, you know, be in the notable category. So I was pretty surprised. So with all of these books lined up to be published and all of that work and all of your work here at the synagogue, how do you keep everything in balance, particularly uh, with a young daughter? And I write very late at night. You know, I try to, to, I also stay really focused on writing one thing at a time and not bouncing between projects. I think that if I was to bounce between projects, I wouldn't get anything completed. So I sort of stay focused on that. And, you know, with the picture books, they take time, but they're only a thousand words. So once you've sort of developed your idea and go up and back, you know, it is a considerable amount of work because it's hard to fit everything into a thousand words or twelve hundred words, but they are smaller projects than than Lilith's Ark. Now, are you working with the uh, same illustrator on those books that you worked with? No, um, I'm working with a different illustrator for. Well, we, I don't know who's going to be the illustrator for the Nakshon book and the Engineer Ari book, but the other books 
all three were illustrated by a different person. The cover art for Lilith's Ark was done by an Israeli, and then the other two were two different artists. It's interesting, which is something that I never knew before I got really involved with this, that in the children's book world, the author writes the book, it gets sent to the publisher and accepted by a publisher, and then the publisher finds the artist to match it. And the author really has very little contact, at least in my experience, with the illustrator. So Melanie Hall, who did the first book, I never even had any contact with her until the book was actually published. And then we emailed a few times because I wanted to, to purchase a piece of the artwork. The Jethro story, the illustrator contacted me once through the publisher to find out what skin tone to give the characters and that was really her only question to me it's it's fascinating because in both of those cases the illustrations have come out exactly like i imagined them but we never had a conversation about it it's so interesting because you know most people think that the author of a children's book and the illustrator are close collaborators or working side by side putting the thing together right i'm sure it is in some cases and some people are illustrator authors and so they do the whole thing but I've actually had friends who are interested in writing children's books who then think that they need to go out and find an artist to illustrate it and it has to be presented as like a unit to the publisher and that's not what the publisher wants they want to have their own freedom in choosing who the artist is going to be I presume you're okay with what the way the way things have turned out Oh yeah, both in both cases the the artists are exactly the style that I would have thought of. And with the engineer Ari story because it's happening in Israel, I had thought that it would be very good to have an Israeli artist and when I told the publishers that, they had already thought about that and they that was what they were were kind of gearing up for was at least somebody who had spent a lot of time in Israel. So for the future, are you likely to stick to the children and youth and teenage market, or do you think you're going to be looking at adult? Uh... Well, I have an idea for a manuscript that would be more of an adult manuscript that I'm kind of thinking about and working on a little bit. And otherwise, everything else that I am sort of have in the back of my mind is all geared towards young adults or children. That's an area that you obviously enjoy working in. Right, right. And also, the projects are shorter, so they're more doable for me. Great. Well, thanks very much for taking the time. My pleasure. Best of luck with the writing endeavors. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this podcast and will join us for future programs as we make them available. If you have comments or suggestions, please email me at steve at professionalpodcasts.com. Our programs are recorded in the studios of Professional Podcasts in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Our theme music for the Temple Emanuel Podcasts is an untitled composition by Philadelphia jazz musician Dave All, and it comes to us from the podcast-friendly folks at garageband.com. Please visit our synagogue website, www.templeemanuel.org. Until next time, this is Steve Lubetkin. Shalom uvracha, peace and blessings. And we'll see you out there on the net. Take good care.